Hello, I'm Melvin O'Doom. Now, most of you know me as a radio and TV presenter where I've interviewed some of the biggest names in music and film. But you may not be as familiar with my not-so-successful dating career. Well, that's all about to change as I share the highs and lows of my love life in my own podcast, Melvin Meets His Match, brought to you by Tinder. I've invited some of my oldest and newest celebrity friends to help me improve my dating game, and Saturn tells me they're not going to hold back. So let's not hang around. Let's get into it. So my guest this week is interviewer extraordinaire, TV host, actor, and YouTuber ZZ Mills. How you doing, ZZ? Wicked. Thanks. So when I was thinking about who to invite on this podcast, I was like, who's going to give me some genuine dating advice? Who's going to give me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And the first person I thought of was my mum. But she said no, so you were next in line. Well, I feel privileged that I'm in line with your mother. I'm, I feel very privileged right now. And she's up there, Zizi. You, don't, you do not <laughs> mess with mummy Odoom. She's the one. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the thing about you is, I think you're known for being like refreshingly upfront and speaking your mind. So I feel like you're the best person to speak to when it comes to honesty. Okay. Would you agree? I would say so, definitely, 100%. Now, are you like that in real life? Because I've watched a lot of your interviews, ZZ. And do you feel like you dial up things for your interviews or are you that upfront in real life? I am very upfront in real life. And I've actually decided that when it comes to like meeting not so much um, women because I dibble and dabble with both sometimes. But when it comes to men, I feel like men are intimidated by me so I've now decided that if I want to be with man then I need to maybe dial it down a little bit which is a sad thing that I'm thinking of doing but I just feel like men can't I'm a bit they find it a bit too intimidating really so you mentioned that you dibble and dabble in both like do you find that women don't find you intimidating well no I don't think women do because I don't think women are like I don't think women get intimidated by another strong woman because you're not, I think men get intimidated by strong women because it kind of um, challenges their masculinity, if that makes sense. Whereas like a woman is not going to feel threatened by me being opinionated. Do you know what I mean? She'll, she'll probably like it. Whereas a man, not so much. Well, the type of guys I like anyway, which is always those silly over masculine men that I always sometimes draw, I'm drawn to. So Is that an alpha male? I guess so. That's what they call it these days. But I don't even know if alpha males are alpha mailing at the moment. I don't think they are. <laughs> I, th <Alpha> <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're alpha mailing. I think a lot of men who think they're alpha males, they're not actually alpha males. Right. They, they, they're something else. They're just, they're just insecure men flexing their muscles. And they, they, they see that as alpha man, but I don't see that as being an alpha, to be fair. What would you call an alpha male? What's ZZ's alpha male? Somebody that is just confident within themselves, you know? You walk into a room, you command, like, because I think that's what people, you just because you provide, like, I remember when me and David had this whole thing, it was a big thing on socials because I said I didn't see him as an alpha male. And he was like, yeah, but I provide for my family. I look after them, I this. And I was like, yeah, but that's not the only thing that makes an alpha male, in my opinion. It's about your presence. It's about, you know, how other men probably look at you as well. Um, just there, it's like an unspoken confidence. 
Do you know what I mean? And you can always tell the men that are just really, they're actually insecure. So they just have all this bravado. They're the loudest in the room. They've got to do all of that. I don't see that as alpha. Normally, I'm probably drawn to actually the quiet guy in the room, the quiet one that kind of holds his corner. And I'm all like, ooh, why is he not being loud? What's going on over there? And then that's what kind of draws me in. But that's because he's got this like presence about him. Because there are quiet men that stand in the corner that you're never going to notice, obviously. So all the men don't start standing quietly in the corner now, hoping women are going to notice you. You have to like exude something else apart from standing quietly in the corner. Okay. So would you, can you think of any celebs who you would define as alpha males? Like I would say, I think someone like Idris Elba is an alpha male. I would say someone like Skepta would be would be like the person that I would associate with that. What I just described, like quiet, but aloof, but you're just like, ooh, you're kind of drawn. That would probably be what I would. But I don't know him, know him personally. So I can't even say that because then it's also to do with how you carry yourself in your day to day as well. You know, like how you handle situations, like how you handle your relationships as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not just about, oh, does he have presence? But there's loads of other things. You know, are you, again, just because I'm a strong woman, are you going to be intimidated by that? Are you going to like know how to not manage me, quote unquote, but, you know, there's techniques, you know, to deal with women like, like me. So, you know, are you, are you going to, are you going to get a little bit flustered the moment I give you a bit of a challenge? You know what I'm saying? Is it going to be those type of things? I don't know him on a personal level like that, but from outward appearance, Oh, yeah. And how he carries himself, I would say that would be my, yeah, that I'd be like, yeah, him. Okay. That's, I think that's a, a fair statement there. Now, you mentioned that some guys find you a little bit intimidating. Is there anything that intimidates you? When someone is able to hold eye contact with me, I like eye contact. I think eye contact is very important. But like when I usually am the person that can hold the eye contact, so I get away with being the person that says, why are you not looking at me? Why are you doing that? Because most people don't like eye contact or holding eye contact for a long time. So if a guy actually does hold long eye contact with me, that is usually something that makes me be a bit like, oh, okay, like this is... It sounds like you're having like a staring competition, Zizi. Yeah, basically. Your dates. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> Trying like, to stare them out. Basically, you've got to look, you've got to do like the longingly looking thing, like looking at each other like, Ooh, the lust is filling up as we speak, you know, all of that good stuff. You've got to stare longingly and keep it there, like, for a good, like, 10 seconds. Trust me, she won't know what to do with herself. <laughs> it's no, it's easy. <laughs> now, I want to say congrats. You've had massive success on the ZZ Mill Show on YouTube. You're you're so great on there and Thank you. just the way in which you interact with people is so on point as well. But do you ever get nervous when you're doing these interviews? Or do you think the people that you're interviewing are more nervous of you? Oh no, I definitely get nervous, a hundred percent. I definitely, definitely get nervous, especially like if it's someone that I've grown up with, as in I've grown up watching them. So like when I did Beanie Man, I was like, oh my gosh, this is Beanie Man. I've grown up I've grown up on Beanie Man. My mum has probably grown up somewhat listening to his music as well. This is like a generational thing. So, yeah, definitely. Because also you never know how the conversation's going to go. That's the thing. You don't know if they're going to be talkative, if they're not going to be talkative. Like, how much am I actually going to have to do 
which sounds weird, but obviously like I've had big, I did big nasty maybe about two years ago now. And that was probably like one of my best, easiest interviews I've ever done because big nasty was just talking loads and it like, but the conversation just flowed freely. So it was an amazing conversation. Same with Russ, actually, they were really talkative. So it just makes the conversation go really well. There are sometimes when you have people and they will just give you like closed ended answers. Who's done that to you, Zizi? Tell me. Oh my God, I always say this. Osh was probably one of the hardest people that I had. Um, Osh, he was, oh my God, he was so hard. He was so cold with me. And he, but now like we, we get along really well whenever we see each other, like it's all love. But I just remember just being like, oh my God, why are you not speaking? Like what's happening here? Did he explain afterwards why he, he was like that? He just said that he's wary of me. He's wary of it. And, and that, that's what happens all the time. But then when you get the good ones, you get the good ones. So what about before a date, though, Zizi? Do you get nervous before a date? Do you know what, Melvin? I don't think I've been on a date for a long time, you know. But why is that? Because men are scared of me now. Can I let you into a little secret, Zizi? Go on. So when I first met you, I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> this is what everyone says. <laughs> so my, my sister, she loves your... She's, and I told you, when we first met, so we worked together a little while ago, a few months ago, and my sister found out we were working together and she was like, Melvin, you got to take a picture of her. <laughs> my sister is like the closest person to me in the world and she highly admires you, which means I admire you as well by default. And right. also, I'm a Leo, so I love to be yes! loved. Yes, we're Leo gang. <laughs> we're Leo gang. Brilliant. So when I met you and I knew we were going to spend time together, I was like, I have to make sure this girl likes me. But I've seen her interviews and she don't like everyone and she takes no prisoners. So I was a bit nervous when I first met you. I think also what happens is there's a lot of my interviews that go like the viral ones or the ones that do the rounds is when I've been harsh on somebody. So, uh, but most of my interviews, I would say I've actually probably got more nicer interviews than I do harsh interviews, in my opinion. And also, I think the ones where you are harsh, I still think they're, they're A, entertaining. And I admire you because a lot of the times you say stuff that I would, I just wouldn't say. I couldn't say. I wouldn't have the courage to say. I think you're quite brave in that sense. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know you said you haven't been on a date in a while, but do you sometimes slip into interview mode where you're just asking your date question after question? I think they think I'm going to be like that. So I could just ask them. I'm a naturally quite inquisitive person. Like I'm, hence why I probably started doing interviews and stuff because I'm, I naturally like ask a lot of questions. So by, if I ask a question and they say something, the, the, if the next time I ask the next question or a follow-up question, their thing is, wow, like, what, is this like an interview or something? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. I'm just asking a question, like, what is going on here? Like, yeah, but why so many questions, though? And I'm like, so what do you want me to say? Like, you, you, I've asked you one question. Should I just stop now and not ask any other question again? But Zizi, I, I feel you because I ask questions because I remember years ago when I was um, with an ex, when she dumped me, she said I used to talk about myself all the time. Oh, no, really? Yeah, yeah. She was like, Melvin, all you do is you talk about radio, you talk about your family. <laughs> and so that really, you know, when something like really hits you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. when I was on dates afterwards, I would never make it about me. I'd always ask my date questions. So now that's that's why I always go into it. Because I never want someone to be like, I went on a date with Melvin. All he was talking about was Radio 1 and this and that and that TV show. I never want to be that guy. But then do they ask you questions? Yeah. And you know what? I think... 
I've, I think I'll also go into that kind of like mode of asking questions if the person is a, a little bit dry or they seem nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think if you ask questions, it loosens them up and they feel like, oh, rah, this person knows about me a little bit more yeah, and then yeah, it relaxes yeah. the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Do you have any tips on how to conduct a conversation without it sounding like an interview though? I don't think anything can sound like an interview, maybe if you're asking random questions, things that everyone talks about anyway. And I always find that those are good talking points. So, you know, COVID is obviously a good one, you know, that always gets the party going, conversations. It's like those type of things that have happened in the world and everyone has... You're saying COVID is a good conversation star. Yeah, oh my God. I was at this event the other day and honestly, it was really hard, quite quite hard to like strike up conversation. And I just went straight for the COVID conversation and it worked. We was there what? talking for about 30 minutes about COVID and it was brilliant. <laughs> Now, Zizi, I've done a bit of research on you and oh. I found a quote that you said a little while ago. Can I just read it out to you? Go on. Sometimes I think to myself, should I still be opinionated? Do I need to filter stuff out or tone things down? If I was a quiet girl down the way, I'd probably be married by now. Oh my God, did I say this? Yeah, yeah, you said that. Yeah. I mean, I still stand by that. Because I think now also as my profile has grown as well people then have this um and like you said this perception of me or again especially men they will come in thinking that I'm going to be like this combative person I'm always going to be arguing they're never going to be able to win an argument with me so I think people look at that and just think oh my god imagine coming home coming home that to that every day <laughs> you're telling her like babe can you put those the washing in and put two scoops of um, soap and I'll be like well no actually I think she put one and a half like who, <laughs> where did you get the two scoops the two scoops doesn't make sense I think genuinely that's how people think I'm going to be in a relationship right I mean you mentioned that guys are sometimes a little bit wary do you think that you should change yourself or should we change ourselves to become more dateable or are you not about changing? Does someone need to take ZZ Mills as she is right now? I would never change myself, but I do think there's compromise, if that makes sense. I think there's compromise in relationships, in dating, getting to know somebody, just as there's compromise in friendships as well. Like my friends, I have very, and I have very realistic friendships as in me and my friends don't always get along. We don't agree on stuff a lot of the time, actually. Uh, but we understand each other. Do you get what I mean? And we respect each other's opinions and we've compromised, but not changed, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you want to adjust for somebody that you care about, then do it. But you shouldn't change your whole being, I think, for somebody. And I think if I got with some a certain type of guy, I might have to do too much of the changing. And I don't know if I want to do that, which I probably wouldn't know. Right, so the next part of this podcast is called... Melvin's Dance Odoo! This is where I share one of my many dating dilemmas or disasters... Uh, with yourself and we find out how you would respond in this situation okay good love it a few years ago i got this mutual friend who she's like a beautician and she just kept going to me melvin i've i've got the perfect girl for you you need to meet her so I, i'm not really one for blind dates because you just I, you know yeah, you just yeah, don't yeah. know what you're getting uh -huh. and um I've, she finally sent me a photo of this girl and i'm not gonna lie she was 
She was bagging. She was fire. You was like, okay, let's get this. Let's get it going. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, send me that WhatsApp. Let's sort this out, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've messaged this guy. I said, and with me, I, I hate sitting on WhatsApp and sending messages back and forward. I, I just prefer being in people's presence. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that as well, yeah. So I was like, let's just meet up. Let's go for a date. I said, let's meet outside Topshop, RIP Topshop in Oxford Street. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm outside and I'm there for about 20 minutes. I'm thinking, okay, maybe she's running late. And bear in mind, man's put his fresh aftershave on. I've not even driven in because I thought, you know what? We might have some dinner, I might have some drinks, you know. I might enjoy my life tonight. So I've gone all out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these times I was working in at Kiss, right? So, and I had the iPhone. You know when the iPhone's battery just didn't work? It just like dies quick. Bad times. So I've gone back to Kiss, which is down the road, to charge up my phone. That's how long I'm standing outside for. Come back out. An hour and a half has gone. No word of a lie. So I finally come to terms with the fact that I've been stood up. This girl is not coming. Oh, no. So... <laughs> Yeah, I was I was upset. And you know when you send a WhatsApp and it goes to like just one tick, no double tick, no blue, nothing. She's I feel like I've been blocked. She, this girl is she don't want to hear from me again. Right? right. I was so upset. I went home and I, I messaged the girl that set us up. I said, Why do you set me up on a date with a girl that's gonna stand me up? And she's like, I'm really sorry. Like I find out what happened, didn't hear nothing. A few weeks went by. Me and Ricky had a gig in Kingston. And I'm setting up by the DJ booth and Ricky walks in. I turn around. His date is the girl that stood me up. (laughs) (laughs) So I've gone to Ricky. I've pulled him to the side. I've whispered in his ear, bro, that's the girl that stood me up. I said, what are you going to do, man? He goes, nothing. She's fine. (laughs) We're on a date. And he carried on dating that girl for a few months afterwards. I have to say, he was with her for a bit. And every time I saw her, I can't lie to you, it burnt deep down inside. Say anything to you. Well, yeah, I went up to her and I just went like, not kind of aggressively, but I was like, why did you stand me up? And she was like, ah, you was a bit intense, Melvin. You kind of didn't really give me a chance to get to know you. You asked me out straight away and I felt kind of like pressured to to go out on a date with you. And I was like, well, if you didn't want to go on a date, why didn't you just say no? She's like, oh, you kind of made me feel uncomfortable. So she was just like, I just didn't turn up. Yeah, but then you could literally send a message and say, yeah, I just don't think this is for me. Exactly, exactly. I think the mutual friend was speaking on behalf of both of us behind the scenes. Oh, okay, right. So first of all, have you ever been stood up, Zizi? I feel like I have, but I can't remember it. I feel I don't think I've got somewhere and the person's just not shown up. So, like, the the whole thing of, like, oh, I didn't want to tell you, it's like, okay, I'm not saying her feelings are not valid. It could have been. But the fact that you were brave enough to turn up to my work gig with who you know is my co... Like, we do everything together. (laughs) For you to turn up, that is a ballsy move, yeah? So you're trying to tell me that you couldn't run me one little text via a phone that you know you're never going to... You don't even have to wait for the reply. You can literally send me a message and say... Hi, Melvin. Sorry. She could have even lied. Not going to make tonight. And then literally blocked you. But she was brave enough to turn up face to face. I would be too scared to do that. And also, did he know? Ricky Ricky had no idea. Ricky didn't know anything. He knew, he knew of the story, 
but he 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 didn't know that that was the girl. That's the name. okay. So let me tell you something. That's even more brave, right? Because you don't even know what's going to happen. One, because you know what, I wouldn't even put myself in that situation. Because and that takes a ballsy person to do it. Yeah, that's why I keep saying this. Is because you actually don't know what Ricky's reaction is going to be when you tell him. So he could be doing that loyal friend, which obviously he wasn't doing, which is fair enough. We understand why, because she was a baddie. But he could have done that loyal friend and been like, cool, bro, like, do you feel uncomfortable with her? Like, obviously, I can't send her home now, but if you don't want me to chat to her again, I won't chat to her again. And after tonight, I won't chat to her. She doesn't know what the... So I would eat... Like I would tell... I would have told... If I was her, I would have told Ricky beforehand. I would have said, just to let you know... I was supposed to go out with Melvin. I never went. It was never, you know, it didn't happen. It was a blind day. I kind of didn't know how to say no. And, and in the end, I just didn't turn up. But I just want to let you know so you're not caught off. Both of us are not, like, in a weird situation. But the fact that she done none of that, she's a, she, my girl's brave, mate. She is hella brave. No, because that is, no, seriously. To be fair, though, it's happened with, I've had situations, though, where a guy has said he's liked me and then we went on a date it didn't work out that much well we went on one date and i don't know what happened it just didn't work and then he tried to move to my friend oh wow yeah but me and my friends have this rule kind of yeah where it's like who am i to kind of stop that because it never was anything between me and him if that makes sense we went on the date anyway it didn't work out so what if they connect and they find love like Am, like, am I just being selfish because, oh, I liked him? Well, he evidently doesn't like me. So why am I stopping him from being with you? If you were me in that situation, you're saying that it would have been cool for, for Ricky to date that girl then. So if it was your your best friend and the person that stood you up was going out of your best, best friend, you would have just let it slide. Yeah, because what am I holding on to? The idea of it. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Because especially if we didn't speak a lot, especially if we hadn't been on dates. Now, if we'd been dating and then they kind of ghosted me and then they started dating my friend, I'd be like, no, that is not for me. I can't, I don't like this situation, especially if my friend knew that I liked them. But if there was no communication, really, this was the first date, nah, what am I holding on to? Yeah, I mean, when when they broke up, I was so happy. Man was secretly celebrating in his house, like (laughs) kicking his heels and shit. (laughs) I was so happy. You're listening to Melvin Meets His Match, brought to you by Tinder. Go beyond your distant settings and chat to people around the world with Tinder's passport feature. So, like I said before, you're someone who who says it how it is. And I think that with me, when I'm dating people, sometimes I can be too nice. Especially when it gets to that point where you realise you're not feeling it with this person and I don't know how to break things off. Even if I'm on a first date, and you know, in, sometimes instantly, you know it's not going to work. Even if I'm on a first date and I know it's not going to work, out of politeness, I will sit through the whole date, make conversation, and I still pay at the end. Such a gentleman. See, look at you. Well, I just, that's how I've been raised, Zizi. That's how I've been raised. But for you, how would you break up with someone? Like, is there a, a good way to break up with someone? No. Okay, yeah. Don't do it over via text. Okay. I was going to say not. don't do it 
via call either. But I think that might be a bit, that's a little bit unfair because people might struggle to have those conversations face to face. So I think the least you can do is have a voice call with somebody. Call them up and have and sit down and take the time to speak to them. I think that doing it via text is just really cheeky and just a little bit disrespectful. But I guess if you guys communicate like that all the time, but even then I just think, no, like you need to have a proper conversation because also via text, tone gets all mixed up and this person thinks you're being rude and you're not. And it's just, so it's better just to have the conversation on the phone. And then also I do think it is our place as women sometimes to just accept that and move on. Sometimes we start doing the most like, well, you wasn't saying that last week, was you? Or when you were texting me every day and then it's just like, now the guy's like, this is why I didn't want to say it. It was just easier for me because now I have to explain to you and now you're telling me that I was this and it was that and I like, this is partly probably one of the reasons why men just ghost us because it's like, they don't want to have to deal with the extras of the extra thing of, well, why don't you want to talk to me anymore? Well, what happened? I thought you said you really liked me. And, da, 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 da. and it's just like, I get it because I'm a woman and I understand where it comes from. But really, sometimes if you've only been talking to the guy for like two weeks, just let it go, sis. Honestly, just let it go. Don't it's run easy. him down. <laughs> just don't. Don't do it to yourself. It's easy. You're, you're exactly right. We just don't want that smoke. I remember dating someone time ago right and I knew she liked me and it got to that point where I, I wasn't feeling it right I'll be honest but she was a lovely person a lovely genuine person and I said to myself I can't send her a text I can't ghost this girl I can't let it fizzle out I think even a call will be disrespectful so I said I said to myself I have to meet this girl in person right and I said come over to mine and I've, I said I'm going to pluck up the courage to tell her that I'm not really feeling this relationship. And I got told off. <laughs> she said, you made me waste petrol to come all the way here for you to, to dump me. She goes, she said to me, I should have driven to her house. You should have. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I should have. But she lived in South London. It was too far. It was too far right? south. I'd be fuming too. I would be fuming. <laughs> I would be like, what? <laughs> you made me drive. <laughs> did she even have food for her you, you know what I was cooking she didn't want to eat she did not want to eat <laughs> <laughs> alright so we put this question out to our listeners to find out the best ways to, to break up with someone K-Bomb is saying just be honest they'll appreciate it in the long run which is what you were saying Yeah. Sal is saying the best way is to tell them but don't ghost them so yeah they're not a fan of ghosting See, ghosting is the worst yeah, ghosting, I think ghosting is quite harsh because you don't really know where you stand. Ghosting is so harsh. I, I Honestly, I think it's really, it's really, it really messes with somebody's head as well because you actually don't know what you've done wrong, if that makes sense. You don't know why the person decided to stop talking to you, start then doubting yourself. Is it because I'm not good enough? Like, I think people don't realise how psychologically deep it runs you know and and especially for women like a lot of us have not been ghosted once we might have been ghosted two three times so then it starts playing on you as uh, your own confidence and your self-worth and you start thinking is it me um is there something like what's wrong with me so I think yeah we might give it that when you do break up with us but we know where we stand and we get to move on easier most people if I'm looking at this most people say I mean some people are saying uh say it's 
It's not you, it's me. Uh, someone saying, just be honest, do it face to face. Someone says, because I posted this on social media, uh, why don't you put something on social media hinting that you're not feeling it anymore? That's someone trying to be funny. But, but most people are saying communication is key. Be honest and tell the truth. I agree. The best way to do it. We're all in agreement. Well, Zizi, this has been a pleasure. I feel like I've learned a lot from you and I've learned a lot about you. Thank you. Until next time. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed that. It's time for my final thoughts from this week's episode. This week, ZZ taught me, you don't have to be a gym bro to be an alpha male. Sometimes the quiet guys exude the most confidence. Find common ground with topics that everyone has an opinion on, like Love Island. Or if the conversation really dries up, you can always pull out the COVID card. And don't be intimidated by someone who speaks their mind. They can often be the best communicators and you always know where you stand. Well, this has been Melvin Meets His Match brought to you by Tinder. Next time, I'm joined by Joel Domit and Hannah Cooper. In fact, I was contacted later on by someone else who was catfished by the same person. And uh, he went to me. Um, I was uh, talking to this person for about 18 months before I finally got the courage to sort of say, like, oh, maybe our relationship's strong enough to have Skype sex. How long was it before you had Skype sex with this person? And I literally just had to go, 20 minutes. <laughs> it was literally like 20 minutes and I just whapped it out. It's such a funny episode. And if you haven't already, follow the podcast right now so you don't miss out. See you next time. Sink clap. <laughs>